know that God is on your side. Amen. And God is working for you. Regardless how it appears, how it looks. There is a scripture that says, For this I know. How many can hear me? I'm going to be nice. Don't you start nothing here. All right. I haven't been nobody out of church for a while, so. Guys, it's one of them. But you see how they do me? I had to get my glasses together, and they, you know, they can't hear, they can't nothing. You're not the only one. I can't the So it is what it is. Now, let me find what I was going to talk about, and then we'll go from there. Amen? Yeah. Open your Bibles to Luke, the 15th chapter. It's, it's good to see each and every one of you. I'm not just saying that, but it really is. All right, we're going to read a little bit. Um, starting this Bible class. Luke, the 15th chapter, would you read verse 1? Let's start there. Mm-hmm. Stop right there. Now, in just reading that, what stood out to you in those two verses? Now, you can keep smiling at me, or you can comment or something. All right, that's better. Yes, ma'am. They set the tone when they murmured. That was the first thing that stood out to me. They okay, you said they. Now, who, who are you referring to? Okay, but that's verse 2. Well, let's start at 1 and work our way down. So let's go back to 1. I don't know how we got on that. Uh-huh. You see what I'm talking about? Look who's coming. All the publicans and the call, the preaching, the sermon, the gospel is for the publicans and the sinners. Now, sis, you were right, but I knew you had started at verse 2 instead of verse one, because the call went out to the publicans and the sinners for to hear him. Now, what is he going to say? Uh, Sister Antoinette, you had your hand up. I was answering the first question. I said publicans and sinners. Oh, the same thing I just said? Yes, sir. I said oh, I'm sorry. You want to come up? It is good to see you. Last week you were out, wasn't you? Yes, sir. Oh, God answers prayer. 
we just had somebody to play the organ, we, we just really, you know, could rejoice. So glad to see you. I'm mean, glad to see Sister Antoinette. Yeah. Now, don't that make you feel good? Yes, it does. Basically. Isn't that wonderful? All these people are glad to see you. All right, now the gospel is, is going forth and, and the gospel is being spread and, and these people are coming to hear the master. Brother Demetrius, you had your hand up. What was you gonna say? Say it again. They drew near, but they were opposed. Republicans, it says, then they drew near unto him all Republicans were sinners for him. So they were coming for the right reason. I skipped, I skipped to number two. They came and drew near too, but they, they drew near with the wrong reason. Pharisees described. All right. So you, you skipped to number two as well, right? Just ran over one, didn't you? <laughs> now he won't say nothing. All right, so let's, let's, let's read on down then. Let's go to three. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, Read. Where's the blessing in this verse? Yes, ma'am. The shepherd will seek for the lost until he finds him. The shepherd will what? Seek for the lost. Amen. And sometimes people act like they don't know when they lost. Some people go on as if there is no judgment or a day of reckoning or you, you, you don't have to give an account. Or whatever, it just um, he, he's showing us the concern that he has for us. Uh, he, he refers to, he said, what man of you having a hundred sheep, he, he shows you, how many have ever felt all along and all by yourself? Thank you. Have you ever felt not saying that it's true, that God didn't love you. Have you ever experienced that you felt like God didn't love you? Thank you. Well, at least one hand, two, three, four. Thank you. Uh, you know, I pastor you all before you all don't say nothing. But, you know, you, you feel like this sometimes, but we don't always understand God. Then, they, then he opened up their understanding that they might understand the scripture. All right, so something is going on. He, he's establishing something. And um, having a hundred sheep, the importance of you. And so many times the adversary would make us feel that God doesn't care about you. We like to think at times God is concerned about us. God is concerned about you. When you get enough of you, then it becomes a us not just one or two. You know, if he's talking to one or two, where two or three are gathered together in my name, touching and agreeing, I'll be in the midst. Two or three have gathered together in my name. Watch this. The importance touching and agreeing, I'll be in the midst. So God's in the midst, even though it's just two or three. If he lose one of them, 
does not what leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness. And that's a revelation right there. In the wilderness. When the wilderness, what does the wilderness uh, speak of? Huh? All right, she said the world. Uh, something that the word wilderness comes from the word wild. You know, where there's trouble and difficulties and things that we experience. And, and we go through things. We experience wilderness every day. We've gotten used to it and, until we experience something in the wilderness. We're in the wilderness now. And that's why we, need, we depend on God. We should be depending on God in everything that we do every day. No one sh should have to remind us, amen, to seek after God. Every day we're in a, a wilderness experience. Yes, ma'am. Nettie, you had your hand up. I'm not going to say you're trying to say, you said what you said, but the wolf will come into the pack as well. Yeah, but, but you, you have to band together. And that, that's another thing. I, I saw a documentary on uh, the wolves and the sheep. And what they do, the, uh, the sheep, their protection, they get closer and closer and they band together. You know, where the wolves just cannot come in and separate them. They get close together. Now, that's something that we need to learn as children of God, that trouble and problems and difficulties, when we're going through something, it should cause us to grow closer together instead of separating. Because that's, that's what Satan, and that's when the enemy, that's what he does. They begin, if they want a particular animal, they separate that animal from the rest. Stay with the rest, with the others. And so many times it makes it very difficult when there's so many problems that we are experiencing and it makes it hard for people to stick together when people are divided. It means, it, it means a lot to be unified and come together and as the scripture says, have faith in God. But this is speaking about separation. And the Bible says it has a hundred sheep and he will leave the 90 and 9 in notice. He could have just said he will leave the 90 and 9. But in the wilderness. Now that, that means something. Uh, who's in the back? I just see the top of a head. Still don't know who you are. But put, put the translation up there. Wilderness. Let's see what a wilderness. I know you all can tell me. But the word wow is in the wilderness. We're going to have some wild experiences uh, where the wilderness is. And so the thing is, uh, well, there it is, a wild, okay, we're moving around here. Desolate track as what an open sea. A, a wild, uncultivated region as a forest 
or desert, uh, uninhabited, only by, see, listen, that's very important. Only by what type of animals? Wow. Only by wild animals and what? Uh-huh. And so a, a wasteland. So just think, imagine being in a situation like that. So sometimes we feel that we're in a situation like that. Sometimes it's like you don't feel a friend and you feel like you're not part of the family and nobody cares and nobody loves. Perhaps you've never experienced that before. Um, but I think most of us have because that's why the Apostle Paul says, I think myself happy. <clears throat> because of experiencing something like this, that we all go through this, we all experience this. You know, most of us, we don't pray for this, we don't like this, but we experience this and we go through this. And the bottom line is, when we go through this, it's, it's good to see someone else other than you. And, and so it, it talks about, you know, that, again, a lot of translation, that which is wild and what? Uncultivated region as a, a forest, a desert, uninhabited, uh-huh. See, now, now notice, only by what? <clears throat> That's why there are times, sometimes we can act like we wild and uncultivated. Wasteland. I don't know why y'all got quiet on me. I thought I was doing so well. I, was, I am? Thank you. I'm I just about to pat myself on the back. But I'll just keep on trying. But sometimes we feel that feeling you're all by yourself. Nobody loves. Nobody cares. Um, but God have... Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever experienced that that seemed like nobody loves you and nobody cares? One, two, three, four. All right, not that many, so good. You never, how many have never felt that way? I've never felt uh, not loved, nobody cared, nobody wanted you, or, or whatever. Never felt that way. So you have experienced that then, right? So then the bottom line is this. When... What we go through, Satan knows what drives us away from God. It shouldn't be that way, but certainly it happens because if Satan can ever get us to feel we are alone, we by ourselves, nobody loves us, nobody cares, then it's easy for him to come in and separate. If, if it seems like nobody loves and nobody cares, as long as you know that God loves and God cares, basically, that's all that you need. Now, I didn't say that you didn't need the love of one another. I'm just saying, but to know that you have the love of God, that God is, for, there's a scripture that says, for this I know, God is what? You know this. If nobody else is for you, but, but God is for you. I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about going to church. It's more than going to church. This is a reality. This is life and death what we're in. It's not just going to church or doing the best you can. We experience eternal life within life. 
We feel the power of God. We feel the anointing of God. We know the voice of God. We feel we have the spirit of God. This is not just a religion. It's something that you think of. I feel the presence of the Lord. How many flirt? Now, y'all need to be careful. Now, now y'all, uh-uh. How could somebody, uh, you raise your hand a little bit too fast. So, ooh, ooh, our church is good. I was going to ask, I may know how to flirt with the Holy Ghost. You all raise, I'm concerned. I, y'all raise your hand. I probably better leave that alone. So, I, ooh, bishops, you get, uh-uh, we know how to flirt. Having a relationship with God, and if it is not where you want it to do or to be, then just change it. I have to do something to cause to get a reaction from who I'm trying to please or satisfy. Do you know God would do the same thing? Is what we call, and I would like to think of it as seeking the Lord. I understand the biblical term tarrying, or tarrying means to wait. Waiting for the Holy Ghost. They tarrying for the Holy Ghost, which that means they are waiting for the Holy Ghost. But while you are waiting, you could just sit here and not say anything, or I can sit here and seeking the Lord while I'm waiting for God to come to meet whatever needs that I have. And so we begin, we come together and to anticipate. Sometimes people are seeking God and they do not anticipate God. They're too caught up in themselves. I, I talk to people all the time and it's, very, it's redundant for me because it, it seems like we would learn by others. You know, some people, it's, it's the same story all the time, all the time. I can't be around something that's negative all the time. And, and, and the reason why, I'll tell you, you know, so and so and so and so, so you don't do this. I said, well, I don't. He said, why do you? I said, because you're too negative. I don't say that because I'm a pastor. I, I said that before I started pastoring. I spoke my mind. You just say whatever's on your mind. I said, not all the time. I said, but you asked me. And so that's the answer. I said, I'm just telling you the truth. And so, some people, you know, just, just tell the truth. Uh, you can help people by telling them the truth. Um, there, there's a real, there is a reality more than this. We know this exists, but then there's a life other than this life. This is a life then there is an inheritance of eternal life. And we are embarking upon the eternal life. And so as the scripture is saying, as we look at what the scripture is saying, God is establishing himself in our society with us. If nobody else know God, you should know God. Did y'all get that? He said, well, so-and-so-and-so-and-so, I hear what you're saying. Maybe they don't know God because they don't want to know God, maybe. And some people like that with companions, their wives and husbands or family members and all. Some people are just not close-knit. Some people don't care. They, they, they're loners. You know, say they're just loners. I, I just like being by, but maybe you do. 
But the world doesn't spin around you. And you know, you can't always be in your, your comfort zone. And, and if things are not really the way that you want them, don't you know you can change some things? We don't realize the power and the authority that we have. To listen, for God to be able to use us, most of the time we're afraid for God to use us because, ooh, I'll wait. Why are we afraid to God, for God to use us? Uh, yes, ma'am, all the way in the back. Say it again. Lack of knowledge. That could be lack of knowledge. Who else had their hand up? Yes. We like to determine with the time and place we have. Say it one more time. Sometimes we like to determine the time and place God uses or how he uses the time and place. We like to determine how we are to be used instead of God using us. All right. You said sometimes, not all the time. So you feel like, not you. I know you're not saying that. I know you're not saying that. But sometimes we just kind of like to make our own decision. But without God, right? With God? He just threw his hands up like I surrender. <laughs> I, I, knew, I knew I was going to get it, but I'd keep messing. <laughs> he just said, oh, man, what did I do? You know, you know I got to mess with you all. But what we have to understand, this is real. Yes, what well, we're in, this, this is real. And death doesn't end it. It just begins. We, in, we know we, we are ushered into eternity. From there, you're either going to go right or wrong, in or out, left or right. And so the thing is, it's like coming to church. Well, I'm tired of coming to church. I'm not tired of coming to church. I'm not here because I'm the pastor. Um, church is where I should be. The church is where I learn. Church is where I overcome. Uh, God encourages me. God strengthens me. Uh, you all strengthen me. You know, God strengthened me through the people. Sometimes you all come to the office and we sit and talk. Uh, whatever, you know, we are to talk about the consultation. And I said, that's very good. I even take notes. I write down, I said, that's good. They said, what are you doing? I said, I, I said, what you said was good. So I take notes. So I learn from you all as well. It's not just me. Now, for those who feel like, oh, I can go in there and tell him, don't, don't come to my office. Tell me nothing. <laughs> but we can discuss some things. Is that fair? He needs some help. I do. And the Holy Ghost is my help. Or the Holy Ghost can help me through you. It depends on how you give the help. Some people are very arrogant in what they do and what they say. They want to rule you and run you and manipulate you. I ain't listen to that craziness. You got, you got the wrong man. The thing is, we come, we learn, we grow, we understand. And I'm going to tell you something. God keeps dealing with me about using us as a people. We don't come to church just to come to church, just to sit here. And we never develop, we never grow up, God never uses us, and, and we just come, just to come. Uh, God did not save us to give us the Holy Ghost to come in and just sit down. I, I want to work for the Lord. The things that I read about, when you read your Bible, that means God was using these people. God's the same yesterday, today, 
and forever. Is that what the scripture says? Amen. All right. Then let's go back to the word of God. And where did we stop? And when he had found, was it at five? Where did we stop? Yeah, the wilderness, which, which is lost until he, now, 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 okay, I'm glad we went back. I underlined that, and I'm glad that I did, because I lost my place. But this is very profound. Read four, and tell me what stood out to you in four. What man of you having, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right, what stood out to you in what you just read? I'm not going to keep calling the same one. Thank you. Yes. What stood out to me is that he's going to keep on seeking until he finds you. He's not going to stop seeking. He's going to find that one. Did you all hear her? And what she said was profound. And so, so many times we just feel like, how many ever, since you've been walking with God, since you have received the Holy Ghost, ever failed God? Um, messed up? Did something you shouldn't have done? Amen. Was it over? Somebody said, what did he say? I heard that. I heard her. I heard her. You can't hear? You didn't hear what I said? All right. Can you hear me now? All right. Thank you. Isn't it so wonderful that God does not promote us to be wrong, but he gives us grace so we can be right or get it right. I, I, I came short. I fail God. I mess. And, and, and I don't always want to get into this always. It seems like we always think the only failure we have is adultery and fornication. I'm serious. There's so many other things we do that's, that you go straight to hell for. It's just because you didn't commit adultery and fornication on me. Well, I'm all right. No, you're not. The Bible talks about your tongue. You got to watch that tongue. That same tongue that's supposed to be praising and blessing and magnifying the Lord will get you in trouble. It can talk too much. There's some time God had to give you the Holy Ghost to shut your mouth. Has the Lord... Well, I've been not answering that. No. Oh, somebody you already started. Has the Lord ever told any of you all to shut your mouth? No, seriously, I, I'm, I'm serious about that. Thank you. This section, what about this section? Well, this section seemed like needed more help, but I think it's more people over here. So God have had to tell some of you all to shut your mouth. Did he tell you to be quiet because you were going to say something wrong? Or he didn't want you to say something? Or you never thought about it until he told you in a nice way? He probably tells you to hush up or be quiet. I don't think God tells us to shut up. Does he? Oh, Lord, some hands went up. Uh, yes, sir. I've even had the Holy Ghost to tell me to delete a post or delete a, uh, a text message that I was going to send. It wasn't necessarily cussing somebody out or anything like that, but... It, yeah. So, no, but no, 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 listen. I, I'm not laughing at you because I, I appreciate your honesty. 
So many times people can sit here and have good things to say and will not open their mouth. I just appreciate your honesty because there's some times God will tell you in a nice way, don't say that. Now, he could have said, shut up. But, you know, it's in a nice way, don't, don't say that. There have been times, you say, I'm the pastor. God don't care about you being the pastor. Say the right thing, being the pastor. Say the right thing. And so the, the thing is, God is preparing us for something greater than this. You know, for some reason, we think this is everything. No, 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 no. Just like all these little bitty fellows around here that y'all holding and sitting around, and they don't have a clue, and if you know that babies would talk out, and babies don't care, and distract the services, and make noises, and everything else, because they, they know, they, they, if they, well, I'm a baby, and I don't know any different. Maybe you don't, but you need to be trained. Praise the Lord. But, but babies do that, and a lot of times, adults will do that. I mean, we can just talk and we can say things, things we shouldn't say. And, and, and then once you say something, you can't bring things back because it's already out there. But, but there is something about saying that we are overcomers. We overcome, amen, because God is putting us in a position to use us. Now, the thing is, as we go on, as the scripture says, uh, he left the 90 and 9. He had them. Thank God he only had one to look for. And notice this. In the wilderness. That wasn't a good place. We go through things. Sometimes we wonder, why did God leave me here? Because I can keep you in the wilderness like anywhere else. We think we need, we need to be in the plain and we need to be where there's no problem. God will leave you in a situation. God will watch over you. God will protect you. And God will keep you in any situation that you are in if you allow him. Amen. He knew what he was doing, and he knew he was God enough to leave you in the wilderness. In the wilderness, it spoke of wild animals and, and all those type of things. He left you in a place where you could have been harmed. But he protected us, and he's doing us now. We're in a place where we could be injured or harmed or killed, or we're in a dangerous place. But God takes care of us and looks out for us. And so many times we're afraid to put our trust in God. If it wasn't for God, where would we be right now? God's always looking out for us. God's always protecting us. He left him, that's a message right there. He left the 99 of all places, and, and we had it up there in the wilderness. Put that up there again right quick. In the world, put wilderness up there again. And go after that which is lost. Every child of God should know this verse, because even if wilderness is what? A wild Only by wild. And look where he left. Sometimes you wonder, say, well, Lord, God will leave you in a place. Now, God knows I can keep you. We're the ones that are afraid of the wilderness and uninhabited and all this. But God, if God leaves you in a situation, now make sure it's God. 
Now, God didn't tell you to just go out there and jump in the wilderness and go out and do this and the other, or it's going to be bad for you. But if God leave you there, God can protect you there. God can keep you in the wilderness. You may not want to be in the wilderness. You didn't ask to go to the wilderness. But sometimes we end up in a wilderness situation and God will keep you, God will protect you in the wilderness. It's, it's sometimes, it's a forest, it's a, it's a desert, it's uninhabited or inhabited only by, only by, only by, only by animals. Oh, wow, very important. Wild animals, a what? A track of what? A trace. Wait a minute. Quickly, I don't know who's back there. Could you stand up so I can see who, who I'm talking to? Ashlyn. Ashlyn. Oh, all right. You're doing a great job. Put the word wild up there for me right quick. You're doing real good. Because sometimes we can act very wild. Sometimes we don't know, who are you? Where'd you come from? Who are your parents? You ever heard people ask that? They want to know. Somewhere acting wild and uncouth and ignorant. Yeah, they want to know who are your parents. Are they like you? Are you like them? Are we putting the word up there? Well, praise the Lord. It, it can take a second. We have to go to the Google and then we have to copy and paste. You all leave Bree alone. That's my girl. Leave Bree alone. She's protecting who ever. See, that's kinfolk back there. It takes, I, 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 I know what's going on. That's kinfolk. Don't mess with kinfolk. But I thought you know I was kin now. We, huh? Are you, it's just a process. A process. All right, because I can talk to kinfolk. Well, I mean, we, we, we got it. Good. Nah, we good. All right. As long as, I, long as the young folks say we got it, I'm with the young folk. I see it. I got this. You know, it, it, you know the Lord give me the ability to talk with folk that, you know, we'll talk about this. I got this. Just, just stay with me. All right. How am I doing? Well, you always say that. <laughs> Somebody says, well, I don't think you're doing Well, praise the Lord. Pray for me. Of the animal of what? Or plant living? Uh-huh. Wait a minute. What word are we looking for? Was that the only, is that the only translation you have? I was hoping for something else. Not domesticated or civilized. Yeah, it, oh. Not domesticated or civilized. Does that help? All right, but um, Sister Shonda, uh, she have her hand up. Living in a state of nature. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Living what? In a state of nature. Wait a minute, what word are you looking up? Wow. Okay. Not tamed or domesticated. Now, that's, that's what I kind of thought this would say. So maybe we didn't get to it? Not, not what? Not do okay. Okay, Sister Shauna, read again. Read loud. And then I have other ones too. Um, living in a state of nature, not tame or domesticated, uncivilized, barbarous, unrestrained violence, fury, so forth and so on. 
Can, did everybody hear her? How many heard her? Okay. Now, you know, that, that was important for this reason. That's, we, we deal with people that are like what she just said. Some people are wild. There's a show that comes on. I saw the commercial as, you know, I'm flipping through the channel. It's, it's called Girls Gone... Gone... Oh, gone. I just want to see what y'all knew. And y'all just, wow, that's wild. Ooh, Bishop, you ought to see it. Girls gone wild. I wonder why they would name that show there. I wonder what the girls are doing. What are they doing? Brandon, what are they doing? You just, you know, it's just a commercial, as you, you know. But something about that show, it says the girls, whatever girls have gone wild. They're not domesticated. They, they just whatever. But when we deal with the reality of people like that, that's real. And that's not a laughing matter. Is that right? So when we look at this, what happens is... He knows that he needs to go to save this sheep that is lost. That if he doesn't go after this sheep, that this sheep will be eternally lost. And go after that which is lost until he finds... Now that's powerful. It was lost. And some people feel... I have 99, why waste the time to get the one? I mean, I almost have 100. So just losing one sheet is not bad. Is that right? You said amen? Oh, y'all really talking. Yes. I, I, think, I think that's one of the reasons why we either do things or do not do things. I think we put too much emphasis on people. I think that's our drawback. There's too many times we, with people. What, what, what would they say with people? Trust me, people are going to say what they're going to say anyway. Whether you're right or wrong. If you're right, they're going to be saying something about it. So, you know, I just do what I do. They're going to they're gonna talk about it anyway, right or wrong. When I, you know, as the scripture says, when I would do good, evil is present. The good that I would do, I don't do. And the evil that I don't want to do, that I do. So then, what's the answer? Get the Holy Ghost and then follow the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will never lead you wrong. Jeremy?
That's it. That's that's it. That's everything. And 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 if you that one, I guarantee you, if you if you are that one, then you are looking for what you know, why don't they come look why isn't somebody looking for me? They got ninety they got ninety-nine. It's it's just like having ninety-nine cents. It's close to a dollar, but it's not a dollar. And all you lost was one cent. But I need that one cent to make what? A dollar, or it's not a dollar. You say, I'm gonna give you a dollar. You say, that's 99 cents. Well, it's close to it, but it's not a dollar. I almost made it to heaven. I, know, I can't settle for that. Well, I almost made it. Please. Someone said, no. Get your hand up. That's true. Alexis, you all right, dear? No, it's a Oh, okay, all right. Are we finished talking? We can continue now. All right. Sister Shana? I want everybody to hear this because this is going to be profound, whatever it is. Yes. I, I totally agree with you, but a lot of times sheep don't feel that way because most people don't feel that way about you. And for some reason, we always trying to do things to please people. Elder Boyd, did you say you can't? You can't, you can't do that. You just believe God. You know, God is doing all these things. That, that's why these, these, the parables are in here to teach us a lesson. Some people, they take it and twist it. It's, it's what they feel and, and, and it, you know, they, they won't take what the word is worth, the value of the word. They twist it around that makes it suitable for them, and then they're more confused than what they should be. This is very profound. They're in the wilderness. Think about that. And you wonder why, you know, you have those days. And when we say this, you say, well, I'm having one of those days. Have you ever heard people say that? I'm having one of those days? What do they mean when they say they having one of those days? Alexis? I, I call it challenging days. Challenging days. So some days you are challenged. Okay, well, Lord, she's ready. She's mm-hmm. But she can say that. We're not supposed to say that. Nettie? Where things aren't going quite the way I want them to. 
So that mean, does it mean that it's bad or good? threw me all up under the train and all of a sudden I'm not going to say that. So good to see you Sister Antoinette. Do you realize how successful you all are and you're going to be? It, it might be difficult right now. You're in the learning process. That's what he's doing. He's showing us situations. He's talking about the wilderness. He's talking about things that they're going through. But when we read these things because we're going to read three-fourths. And you wonder why we go through things and we feel things and we feel the struggle at times. You know, you walk with God. And for me to ask this question, I want, I want an answer. If you can't answer, don't, don't raise your hand. I'm, I won't criticize you nor talk about you. Um, how many love God? All right, put your hands down. How many want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant? All right. So how many is doing everything they can to serve God? Everything you can. Somebody said, well, I'm trying. I wonder how God's going to judge us that was trying. When the Bible, I, ooh, there was a scripture, ah, I, I'm trying to do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Huh? What? Uh-huh. I'm trying. Uh-uh. Lord, I'm trying. I can do. Listen. We learn how to walk with God. You don't just get up and walk all of a sudden. I, well, we didn't because my, my grandson, that's kind of what he did. He just, I don't know. I was over there, I just happened to be over there, and he decided to just walk. And I looked at him, I thought, something's different. I hadn't put it together. I thought, he's never done that before. And I asked the mother. She said, Daddy, he, that's the first time... Once he just took off and just started walking. Then his, his little brother basically, you know, he, he wants to mimic or copy off of his brother because he's saying everybody in the house is Is he walking yet? Not yet. Not yet. He's trying though. Because, you know what? Because it's in us, it, as she said, he's trying. It's something about when God fills up with the Holy Ghost, we automatically, we go from this phase to this phase to this phase. Now he, he stands up, he pulls up on things because he's not going to always be crawling. Now he's pulling up. He's getting used to being up or, or upright. Then, you know what, somewhere along the line, he's going to take a step. It's going to be in him take a step. Now he pulls up on things and he has something that he's little stroller type thing that he, he, he's holding on to the stroller, but he's pushing it. <clears throat> but his dimension have changed because God never intended for him to be crawling all the time. Same with us. Somewhere along the line, we, we stand up. It's not always the same thing. I get tired of people always giving you the same answer to the same thing. We grow. We learn. We develop. You expect that. 
to, to see a child grow and change and develop. You know, and one thing is probably really helping the other one, uh, the other one is Samuel and Nathan. Thank you. Who said Nathan? Thank you. Thank you. You know, amen. They have all these babies, these kids. Amen. But what makes Nathan want to walk is Samuel. Because he sees someone around his age, basically. And if Samuel can do it, I can do it. So he's pulling up. It's in him. Same way it is with us. There's certain things, there's certain things in us that we haven't got there yet, but we're getting there. And there's certain things we will do. You say, well, I don't know how to do it. That's what we're reading about this. These people are learning how to do something they never knew how to do or what to do, but they're doing it. The first prayer. And you pray for somebody and, and, and God heard the prayer and answered the prayer and, and used you to help somebody. I can, ah, I can still remember, I, I just did what I was supposed to do. To be honest with you, I didn't think God would do what God would do. But I was just obedient. One of the elders of the church said, Minister Burke, come in and pray with me. And I was all right because he was an elder, and I'm thinking, well, all the pressure's on him. I just felt like it. I was young in the Lord, but all the pressure is on him. I guess I was kind of hiding behind him in a way. So I prayed. I actually sincerely prayed, and the Lord miraculously did something that he really got my attention and I just noticed what was done, and it was miraculous. And I wasn't the one who said, well, the prayer was answered. That was my prayer. Even now, I don't even do that. I don't know why God, who God uses, but he uses sincere people. And, and so it came up again. They said, well, Minister Burton, now you go pray for so-and-so, and I'll pray. Now I feel a little bit, well, where is my help? My help comes from the Lord. And then you make that step and you pray and it's just you and the Lord and the, the person that you're praying for and you get results. I said, Lord, I thank you. I needed that to encourage me because I was really thinking because it was brother or elder so-and-so and, -so, and I, I didn't care. What I meant was and what I mean is this. I was just glad for God to answer the prayer for the person who needed the prayer. It wasn't about what, you know, it was my prayer. I, I, I I'm not like that. I'm still not like that. Well, God heard my prayer. How many, how, how many know that God hear your prayer? Amen. Thank you. I'm glad to see so many hands. Keep praying. My Lord. Do you see how many hands went up? You know, you know God hear, God heard. God will hear your prayer. And watch this. What's, what's more important than that? God will hear your prayer. Yes. God will do the miracles. God will use you. You are a vessel of God. I remember the first time it happened to me, I just stood there. And somebody said, are you all right? I said, no, I'm not. And I just went and sat down and I thought, God, you did that. 
what's miraculous to me is, I don't want to say it's no, God is God. There's a separation. That's all that I can say. God is God. God does things. We say they are miraculous. They are to us. But to God, it's just God. I, this is just what I do. And when you see, I don't know about you, but when I see God does that, I say, I'm just grateful and thankful and appreciative, appreciative unto the Lord. Let's get together and have another one of them prayer parties and where the Lord can use us and we can be a blessing to society. To me, that's what church is all about. It's not about just coming to church and doing the best you can. It's getting the results. And when you get in touch with God and you seek God and you ask God, he, you know what the scripture says? You can ask what you will. Whatever that means. That doesn't make any. You can ask what you will. So what does that mean when you interpret that? What does that mean? Don't, don't, don't mention Ask what you will. <laughs> no, uh, I, 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 thank you. Sister Monique? You can ask anything. Yes, you can ask anything. What were you going to say? My desires, whatever my desires are. We don't believe that. There's certain things we feel like what God will do. There's certain things God won't do. Isn't that right? That's why we have trouble praying. We have trouble believing that. You know, that's too big for God. Is there anything too, is that a scripture? Whatever that means. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? What, what is that saying? What are you saying? Is there anything, is there anything I can't do? You all don't believe that. If, if we could just ever somehow connect. There's too much separation. I'm too busy keeping up with everything else. Instead of homing in on the one that can do everything. He said, you can ask what you will. Whatever that means. Is that scripture? You can ask what you will? What does that mean? Who's all the way in the back? I, I can't see that here. Brother White. Brother White, all right. When you ask him, it has to be according to his will. Even That's though right. you're asking. And a lot of times we can ask God, even though he said it, but he still has to put his approval on what you're asking. You never know when God's going to use you. And, and so that, that means everybody has access to God. And the beautiful thing about he sent them out by twos, if you, for some reason, God doesn't answer, then there's somebody else to back you up. God answers, God hears and God answers prayer. The scripture says, as he go on, and to seek that which was lost until, well, look, look, look at this. We was reading this, and you all stopped. Verse 4, would you read verse 4 for me? And tell me the most important thing in verse 4. We start reading this, and we got sidetracked. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, Now, the thing is, in dealing with sheep or whatever it is, somebody is going to become lost. But also, whatever is lost can be found. Some of us have experienced that. 
I'm not asking anybody to raise their hand. Uh, those two sisters who was here Sunday night, uh, we were talking to them, and I didn't know where they was from. I, and I don't know, you all help me. I thought I had seen them before, but maybe I didn't. Oh, oh, they had come before, right? The daughter has. I don't know about the mom, but the daughter's been here. Well, thank you, because somebody said, well, they had never been here. I thought, I thought I've seen them before. You know, you get a certain age, and people say, no, he... So I thought, you know, I had seen... But she still... I'm on She started just changing. Somebody noticed, said, you know, she started just making sure she's taking off her earrings and her necklace and... And all this, God was dealing with this woman. And then hit mom, in other words, my daughter's being blessed. So then here the mother come. Do you know serving and blessing and praying God is contagious? You know, you can start something and God will finish it. The next thing you know, then both of them was restored that night. You just, you just never know. Some, Sometimes we miss the blessings of God because we're so quick to get back to the norm. And, and sometimes you have to just wait on the Lord. Yes. You know, that's what you call when a woman goes into labor. Um, some women have a long labor and some do not. You know, you hear some people say, well, I don't have a long. I, I, I was in labor for three, three months, three, three, three hours, three months. That's a long labor. And then some say, you know, I was in labor for 18 and you said, you said, whoa, 18 hours. And you, you said, wow. Everybody is different. But the thing about it for us, the transition is, we're going from a natural birth to a spiritual birth. And we are infused with the power and the word of God. And every last one of you in here, under the sound of my voice, you are powerful if you believe in the word of God. That's why the Bible says you can ask what you will. Please don't be afraid to ask God. Just ask him. What's wrong with asking? You know, they used to say, all they can say is no. Just ask him. He said, you can ask what you will. He, to me, he's encouraging us, just ask. How many is afraid to ask God? Be honest. And, oh, Lord, help him, Jesus. Lord, please help him. How, how many is afraid to ask God? Thank you for your honesty. That, thank you. But, but listen, have he ever failed you? Well, why are you afraid to ask? That's why I feel, Thank you for your honesty. Tell somebody next to you, say, God's going to do this thing. And then tell them, they say, God's doing this thing. Then tell them, say, God's using me. Then say, it's done. Yes, ma'am. I, you said you, you hesitated? I, I, yeah, because I didn't want him to say no. Like, if he said no, it was something I really, really wanted. Um, and the times when if that has happened, I've been very, you know, you get discouraged or you're just sad because it's something I really, really wanted. 
I'm glad you brought that up. I may have experienced that. I may have heard her. Now, what does it mean when it says, thy will be done? Yeah, it's not my will. <laughs> but no, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not that you, you don't understand. But, but, that, but, but you asked for something. You wanted God to do something. I did. I wanted God to do something. And Whatever I it is. That if, if it's not according to his will, he's going to tell me no. Right? And there's, there's times that he has said no. And I think it was maybe something I really, really wanted. And, it, you know, that hurts because the, it's still reality to that situation. Thy will be done. There's a I think that we need to learn, all of us need to learn how not my will, thy will be done. I, I, I'm, I'm serious. I, I have learned that. God can overrule me anytime he gets ready. I have been, over, been overruled. And, and I know what it means not to get what you have prayed for and asked for. He said you can ask what you will. He didn't say you would get it all the time, but you can ask. You know what, at least I can ask. Some of you all are afraid to ask. Learn, learn just, just ask him. You can ask what you, whether God knows what's best, if you don't need that. You know, if your child come up to you, child six, seven, eight, or whatever, and have a real pistol loaded and want to play with it, and they come to you and say, Mommy, can I play with this? What you are going to tell them? No. You know, because you know what? Why would you say no? Just, you know, you just want to play with the pistol. It depends. Certain things God doesn't want us to do. There are certain things we don't think God would allow us to do. Then there are things God wants us to do. Watch this. He said, you can speak to the mountain. That's what God wants you to do. And what will happen? You know what, but what's the point in that scripture? What's the importance of that scripture? Stay inside, inside of him. I'm sorry, do this so I can say it. You have to stay inside of him so that whatever you're asking, it shall be done. I, I hear what you all are saying, but you all are afraid. I, you all are saying, I think what you think I want you to say. Can, I want to say this, and I want to say it right. I want it to come out right. Please understand. It, it's going to sound wrong, but it's actually right. Before you all crucify me, can, let me finish. It, sometimes it sounds wrong, but it's right. Satan wants you to think, well, don't say that. That's too big. He tells you, if you say unto this mountain, be thou removed. If you say that, so what does the mountain represent? Something that's what? Enormous. Something that's big. Something that's beyond you and your strength and your ability. What is it? Well, why would he tell you something like that? Be thou removed. So what is he saying? When, 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 when things that are astronomical come against you, he tells you you can speak to that. I don't care how big it is. Brother White, you had your hand up. sitting there on the porch and I, you know, I wanted to see across the street, but they had this big branch that had grew from a tree. I said within myself, 
Lord, I want that limb move, that tree move so I could see across the street. Days passed, I forgot all about it. A storm came, cut it just like somebody used a chainsaw. I said, oh, that limb is gone. He said, but you asked. And it has not grew back since even today. It's been over 20 years or more. Thank you for sharing it with us. Because there are times we can say things, we don't believe God's going to do it. Start believing the things that you are asking God for. Now, if there's something that God doesn't want us to have, God and his best parents know you don't give your children everything they want. You don't, you don't do that. God would do us the same way. God doesn't give us everything that we think we want. Amen. God always gives us what we need. I will supply you what? Every need. I'll give you your needs. You know, God never holds back on that. But the, the thing about that, there are so many people in this congregation, ones that are here right now, God is manifesting and revealing himself. And we, we need to break away from old habits and old things and traditional things uh, and holding back and not believing God because God wants to use us. I'm sitting here just as excited about this congregation. It may not look like it. But God is talking. God is speaking to me about you. I'm not the only one. People say the pastor, the pastor. All right, he has his place. But I'm gonna come back to that point. Elder Taylor, you had your hand up. Yeah, I, I think for me, I'm not afraid to ask God for things, but I know what it's like for God to answer prayer. I know what it's like. Ask you to be no. And as Sister Christine said, we don't we don't want to hear no. Um, I have no doubt that God can do anything because He's done too many things in my life. He's performed miracles in my life. So I have absolutely no doubt that He can do anything. Uh, there is a bit of disappointment though that comes when God says no. <laughs> uh, kind of like with your parents. There are some things I didn't ask mom because I surmised she was going to say no. And I didn't want to hear no. And sometimes it's the same way, you know, dealing with God. And I know God has a will. And I don't always know what that will is. You know, if I knew for sure his will was for him to do A, B, and C, okay, that would be different. But what if his will is not for that to be? But what if, this, like the scripture says, not my will, thy will be done. You know, but it, 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 so it, <laughs> you, you, you may not want to hear that, but we, it, just like with your children, I'm sure, I know a parent, there are times you said no to what your sons wanted to do, and they, they didn't like it, they didn't understand it, they probably got upset with you all, and this and the other, but you didn't, because you did what was, you thought what was right. right. God does us the same way. You know, and, and, and God is never wrong. You know, we, we have to learn to trust. That's why Jesus said, not my will, thy will be done. <clears throat> because he knew that God's will, his perfect will, will be done. God doesn't make mistakes. You know, we, we have to understand that. You know, I, I have seen children. I love children. I love messing with children. 
And, and when they get frustrated, they just, you know, and they upset. But as they grow, then they lose all of that. And so the, the thing is, is just, just learning how to have faith. Bible says have faith in God. Now that's scripture. And if I would ask the question, I know what you're going to do. I said, how many have faith in God? Every hand going to go up. But those who have faith in God, if you ask God something and God tell you something that you don't want to hear, then you have a problem with that. But he says, have faith in God. You have faith in God. But what if God tell you something you don't want to hear? Hello? 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 You hear the alcohol in here now? Sister Ruth? I think for me, the waiting factor, sometimes it's not a matter of God saying no, it is the wait. The time between the time I ask and the time he actually moves and delivers. Elder Moses used to say that all the time. While I wait, but it's the waiting factor. But that's, that's an answer. You know what Elder Moses used to say? He says sometimes God answers yes, no, wait a while. Oh, oh, we'll we get here. Oh, yes. He said yes. The, the worst thing we want to hear is no. Or to hear, wait a while. Sister Rashida? You, you said a word, and, and, and it's a simple word, but it's learning. And as you walk with God, you learn to accept his will. And how many mountains have I prayed, fasted, waited, prayed, fasted, waited, got in the prayer line, fasted, waited? How many mountains have I asked God to move? It wasn't this just some simple, um, you know, some little simple, small, Lord, this mountain needs to be removed. And I didn't see it at the time as this is God's will. Come on, girl. And so... It sounds good to say, Lord, let your will be done. And even if we don't accept it, his will is going to be done anyway. And so God has taught me, and I'm learning to say, Lord, help me to accept your will. Because I have not always wanted to accept the will of God, especially when it hurt me, when it, it, it causes pain. Lord, don't let this happen. I have begged Lord, don't let this happen. Lord, don't allow us to go through this. But then I learned there was something in that text. Oh, my God. For me to learn. And I didn't like it. It didn't feel good. I didn't want to wait. And then there's another scripture that talks about it is good for me that I've been afflicted, that I might learn. I don't like affliction. I don't like tests and trials. I don't like to wait, especially when I see things and my hands are tied and I can't do anything to fix it. So he's teaching me, accept my will. But it, it took some time for me to say, Lord, help me to accept it. Because I didn't see it at the time that, Lord, this is your will. Lord, how can this be your will when it hurts, when it doesn't feel good, when I'm waiting? And so I'm learning to say, Lord, help me accept it. Because evidently there's 
me to learn. So help me to get it. Because I don't want to keep going through the same test over and over. So Lord, help me to get this thing. And help me to accept your will even if I don't want to accept it. Girl, you just preached. But see, what you're doing is selling out to God. And so many people never make it to God because they're too busy taking up for themselves or fixing something in their own little small minds. And you can't teach them nothing. You can't tell them nothing because they know everything. They think they do. That they know everything. They, they, won't, they can't grow because you can't teach them nothing. Then there's some people, just like what you just said. Now, you know, I've been on the same road you've been on. I've watched you and your husband for years. I remember when all those troubles started. And I, I, I have watched you and called you and called him. And we've talked and talked and prayed and fasted and sought the Lord. And it, it just seemed like. There's some people just seem like they're in and out of a test. Then there's some just, just living a test. Right. Have you ever experienced that? Right. Just like you just living like, Lord, how long? How long? Did you forget it? I'm over here, Lord. <laughs> Tell somebody, say, he didn't forget about you. God have already answered. I feel so, I feel so encouraged as a pastor. And I know you all don't understand. Sometimes I don't understand. That's why the scripture said we walk by faith and not by, I don't see it. But watch this. But I'm walking. I'm walking by faith and not by sight. Not what I see. Amen. Don't you? Oh, please. Paul says to me, he said, I think myself what? How many have ever thought yourself happy? Do y'all know how to do that? Listen, I'm not just up here just to be up here. I believe. I, I believe. I anticipate. God is dealing with me. There are times I can't, I, I won't say it now, but, but, but something, God is doing something within me that's never happened, and it, it seemed like I'm grabbing smoke. It's like you grab it because you saw it, and, and yet when you open your hand, there's nothing there. But for me to grab at it because something was there. I'm seeing God do the miraculous. And there are certain things before Jesus said, watch this, not my will. Most of the things that we deal with, God deals with us because of our will. We don't realize how much of our will it is. It's so much of our will that we won't even believe God or accept God. So there's sometimes God have to overrule your, your will to get the message to you or move you out of the way. Not always death, 
but put you in a place where you can understand. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. They're green. They're not desolate. This green pastures, but you 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 lying down. He made he maketh me. Sometimes God have to make you lie down before you can get the message. Sometimes y'all won't hear truth. No, I'm so determined. I'm so adamant about, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. It's not always about you. It's about what God is doing through you. How to, Jesus said, not my will. But what? Thy will be done. Yes, sir. Preacher, how do you abide in him? Good, 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 good word, obedient. Uh, tell me something. Is that time already? Yes, ma'am. So, oh, tell me your name. Say, Siobhan? Yes, ma'am. How can I help you? It might, it might be hard, but listen, up, listen to me, but it's right. And, and I want to say this. That's your test, and, and I feel the weight of your test because that's what you feel. But one thing that you all don't understand, some, some, I don't know who it was, somebody was saying to me about me and what something about what I go through or something like that. And I told them in a nice way. 
I said, but you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I'm experiencing. Y'all don't know how God deals with me. There are times I don't know why I can't go to sleep. There are times I go to sleep and I get right up and I have to go write and write and write this and go look for that. Uh, because God knows what we're going through. God knows what you're going through. But you know what? For you to come here, whatever you're going through, if we had the time, I could call on anybody else. And they're going to have their story to tell too. Because we, I'm on, we all are going through something. And it's, it's very hurtful to us. But sis, God's going to bring you out of it and bring you through it with flying colors. And I'm going to tell you something. When you come out, you're coming out with some joy. Shock! You, and you feel, you know, and one of the things that the adversary does, he wants you to feel like you're all by yourself all the time. You know, Jesus said, first of all, there's no such thing you by yourself. When Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. In, in the midst, when you feel like that, do you feel Christ? You don't feel him? No, thank, no, now this is very important. I'm glad you said that because I'm going to talk to you because you can't do anything without Christ. I don't care what you're going through. You're supposed to feel Christ because you can't do anything without Christ. For you to be successful, and I'm so glad that you are here, whatever you're going through, if we had to change time and I just indiscriminately call on somebody. They got their story to tell too. Everybody's going through something. You know why? The scripture said, they that will live godly. You see how they finished it? If you, if you have a will to live godly, you're going to suffer persecution. You're going to go through. Satan, gonna, Satan can't tell the truth. He's going to lie to you and tell you, but they don't want you. They don't like you. They gave up on you. They this and the other. But you know what? Satan will never tell you what you're doing to somebody else. There's always somebody doing something to you. See, that's where growth comes in. Well, they don't like you. They don't care for you. Well, they didn't speak to you. They didn't. Well, who are you speaking to? Who are you not speaking to? Who are you walking around not saying nothing about? See, when it comes to us, we make excuses for us, but everybody else, we want to dictate to everybody else. That if we got a certain growth level, we're not there. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. I don't believe it's my age. I think it's my spiritual maturity. I don't have time for foolishness. Sister, I'm so glad you shared that with us. I'm so glad that you could talk to us as a family because I know these people, I guarantee you. You don't have to go in detail. They gonna, they, I guarantee they're going to pray for you. They're going to ask God to help whatever you stand in need of Listen, and you keep doing what you're doing. You belong here. I don't care how difficult it might be, you keep on coming. Amen, because your deliverance is in God. There's another thing we don't do. The scripture said, in him we live, we, we live, we what? We what? And we have... Too many times, tell somebody next to you, you said, don't quench the spirit. 
Why is that scripture? Why would he say that? Why would he say that, church? Somebody said, because you can quench it. Yeah, I know that. I don't know who said that. I'm not going to ask. Yes, we can. But why would he tell us? Yes. We can miss our joy and our deliverance. We can miss our joy and what else? Deliverance. Deliverance. All right. Anybody else? Demetrius? That's right. You know what? And, and, and please understand this. This is true. That the thing that we need to understand is Amanish, everything that we are experiencing and going through, there's an end to it. It will not dominate you, it, will, it cannot take over. It will not force his way. It can't. You don't realize this, what God have invested in us. When you re I have the spirit of God in you, nothing can come against you. Nothing can overcome you. You are more than what you are, what you thought you are. Don't you know you somebody? We're just going through something for right now. We're just going through something. Our life is not this. This is preparation. You know, there are greater things than this. You're somebody. But you know what? Start praising it. You all are waiting for something to change before you start thanking God. Start thanking God like it has already changed. You say, we haven't changed yet. Just start thanking God in advance. If you know it's going to change, first of all, God can't lie, right? If God promised you something, you say, well, it hasn't happened yet. You don't have to. But God has promised you whatever it is. Start thanking, I promise you. Am I? Just start thanking him in advance. You say, I don't see nothing, Pastor. That's faith. Substance of things what? Hope for. Evidence of things? Hope for, not seen. Hope for, not seen. I'm hoping for, don't see it. But I'm praising the Lord like I see it. I see it in faith. I see it. I believe God. He says you have faith in God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. That means I don't have it. Evidence of things not seen. I don't have it and I don't see it. Don't mean you're not going to get it. So you start thanking God in advance. Y'all looking at me like I'm speaking in tongues. I, 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 y'all need to hear this and, and start using it. Yes, Brother White? You was asking about quench out the spirit and you was asking why is that so important? Because he says he had, he has no pleasure with the soul to draw back and I have experienced that. He wants to come in and fellowship and suffer with his people and when you allow God to just lament and do what he wants to do, it's just like American, you know, you, 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 want, you want to have that connection like you said earlier. Do you know how to flirt? And he comes and he, he wants to be a part of our lives to let us know, I'm here for you. Why are you afraid of me? You're supposed to be having a relationship. And that's that whole thing. But if you're drawing back, I, I can't have no pleasure with you. 
I'm, I'm surprised. I'm, maybe I shouldn't be surprised. Maybe that's not the word I want to use. But you are exactly right. So many times people get upset with you because you don't do certain things that they want you to do, but then they don't do the things that you want them to do. It's always a one-way street when it comes to them. Love is not like that. Love is a two-way street. It's back and forth. It's not a one-way street. That's the problem with people today. They think it's a one-way street. There are things, there's a result in, in these words that we have. I, I, I wish I had more time. Let's, let's go. I'm almost through. I'm serious. Uh, we stopped at four. And it, it talks about, and go after that which is lost. What's this? until he gets tired of seeking after of it. Huh? What verse are you on? Verse 4? Verse 4. Until he finds all. So he finds it. It's lost, but he go looking for it. Until he finds it. Now, go, go to verse 5. Read that. Read. Mm. Now, I'm going to stop right there because there's so much, but there's so many things in there. I have found my sheep. These are mine that was lost. The, the beautiful thing about this, he goes after it, which was lost. Watch this. And when he gets tired, he stops looking for it. At least he did look. So it's according to you shaking your head. Huh? He kept looking until he found it. Say it again. He kept looking until he found me. Don't come on. Don't proceed. Don't start nothing. She made it, she personalized it. He kept looking until he found me. That's the voice of experience. I'm not asking, I'm not going to get in nobody's business. Somewhere along the line, we have been lost somewhere and God has found us. And it's good to know when you're home. And when he has found it, do you know what being lost basically is impossible for God? There, there, there's no place any of us can go that God doesn't know where you are. So you're the one lost, not God. And then look at the response. When God finds you, or the, the one that went looking for the sheep, and you rejoicing, because you found what was past tense loss. I just think there are times this church needs to know how to rejoice. No, I started. Well, Lord, is that you? No, I'm serious. Because sometimes you all will not indict yourself. 
And you know, that was true, but I don't want nobody else. I don't care. I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You're wrong until you get right. I mean, but, but there has to be some honesty and go after it, which was lost. You know why? Because what was lost couldn't come to him. Thank God he was looking for us. Watch this, until he finds it. Until he finds it. I don't care where you go and what you do, he's looking for you. Until he finds it. Until he finds it. I don't care, you cannot go until he finds it. Don't you realize God has changed your situation right now, this very moment, this night, this day? Right now! Your kumu, your situation, has changed. You're not the same. Keep doing the same thing over and over and over. God doesn't make us change. You want to change. Let me see those who want to change. Until he finds it. And when he finds it. Until he finds it. And when he found it. And when he found it, until he found it. If you feel like you're out there, he's going to find you. And don't lie to him. Just, just admit where you are. And then he takes it and lays it on his shoulder. And he begins to rejoice. Because he's happy for you returning home. And when he cometh home, he called together, notice who he called, not the enemies or someone against you, someone don't love you, someone that deceived you, someone that don't care about you, somebody that's not going to tell you the truth. He calls his friends and his neighbors, saying unto them, what's this? Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep, singular, which past tense was not now was lost no longer lost how many glad that you have been found shot I'm not finished but I'm going to stop for right now I need to finish this because this has come through prayer and fasting and I'm excited. I've read this for years. But it's something different about it. And, and God have us where he is saying, but I found. I found you. First of all, God was never lost. And God has found us. I'm grateful and thankful for being found. Amen. Amen. Then, you know, we talk about that. Now, we were talking about the sheep. Next, then we go into the lost coin. Then we go into the lost son. But, but God is looking for that which was lost. How many are happy that you're no longer lost? 
Halleluja. How many are happy that you are found? You no longer lost. why things are the way that they are. That's, that's what I'm talking about. That type of thing. Determined to be different and odd. Rejoice with me. We don't rejoice like that. You don't go to a party and be a wallflower. You get excited. Something contagious about rejoicing. Even if you don't feel like it, you can be, he said, rejoice with who? Me. I'm happy. You ought to be happy for somebody else. Church is a place where you can be happy. I don't care what you're going through, what you've been through. You can be happy about something. Now, those that already come in, already in bondage, don't want to be delivered, don't know why you can come to church. I am. I'm preaching it. I'm serious. You know, you, you're drawing negative attention to you because you're a negative person. And then you wonder why things are the way that they are in your life. But I don't spend time with people like that. God tell me, he said, talk to the, the positive people and those in him we live, we move. We move. We feel the power of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. Y'all keep walking with God. Listen. Breakthrough is just straight ahead. Watch and see. That, no, no, that's not for everybody. All these dead heads and won't do and all. And I don't know what point you're trying to prove other than just pure ignorance. All those want, but those that want to see a change, the change starts within you. All you need is one match. You'll burn a whole, whole forest down. Praise the Lord. Where are my officials? Is there anybody, first of all, anybody want prayer? Anybody needs prayer?